Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hey, it's Chris and Christina with Real Life Mentoring Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the problem with problems. Medical tests reveal you have an illness and you have to make some decisions. What about your boss informs you that the company must make some cutbacks? You lose your job. What about this scenario? Your application into college you had hopes of attending sends you a rejection letter. Unexpected expenses drain your savings account. A good friend betrays your trust. You are mentally and emotionally struggling with depression. Those are some problems. Chris, what do you do with a problem? I never have problems. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) No, it's interesting. One of the... The things in relationships, if we're not careful, Mm -hmm. I ask you, how are you doing today? Fine. Fine. (laughs) What does that mean? It means I'm being as fake as I can be. (laughs) Well, it could be. It could mean I'm doing fine. I'm not drowning, but man, I've got problems. Right. But the rest of that doesn't come out. It stops at fine. And when I, not if, but when we have problems, they're inside of us. Yeah. And sometimes they roll around and they roll around and they get a grip of us, on on us uh, pretty tightly. Yeah. And so... I can talk about these things because I do, I've do. i done these things before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we're just giving you guys advice and information that we don't really understand. Yeah. I, I've lived this, and I still do sometimes. Yeah. So you ask me what? Right. What do you do with a problem? Well, sometimes I've ignored it. Yeah. I go, what causes that? I don't want to deal with it. But it's. I would say it's pride, mm-hmm. which fear brings about mm-hmm. embarrassment. Sometimes I've been embarrassed to tell people I have a problem. Yeah. And as a man, some there's something about it in our culture of men. It's it's not so manly. It's not so macho. And I'm not trying to be macho. Yeah. But to be manly, to, to admit you have a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's actually very manly to be real and say, I've got a problem. Yeah. Sometimes I ignore a problem because I... I don't know how to fix it, or I don't have the money to fix it, or I don't have the knowledge to fix it. That seems to be where I am quick to ignore it if I don't have all my resources to solve it. Um, yeah. You, so would you say, are you quick to try to solve your own problems? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would say I do too, but I, I teeter back and forth between try to ignore it, mm-hmm. fortunately not as much as I used to, or I'll try to fix it myself, try to handle it myself. Yeah. Um, here's here's something I've discovered, and this this is actually kind of ugly. When I ignore a problem, I run the risk of negatively impacting other people. Mm-hmm. And so because we're married, if I ignore a problem in my life personally, mm-hmm. in our family, then if I ignore it, I'm going to impact you. Sure. And that's not my desire. Right. I could impact our girls mm-hmm. negatively, our son-in-law um, yeah, so that, that's a really thing to, uh, important thing to think about. If I ignore a problem, I can make myself think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I've got to look how it impacts other people as well, not just me. Right, and so it's not the big things. It's not like, oh, so-and-so's an alcoholic, and boy, they're negative. They're not admitting it. They're negatively impacting the, the family. But it can be small things. Um, maybe you're a procrastinator, and you don't see that in yourself, or... Um, by the way, I know that I'm a procrastinator sometimes. <laughs> I was trying to use that as an example. Thanks for pointing generically. that out. But anything that we're dealing with, um, 
and we're living in community with either a family member, a spouse, roommate, whatever, uh, chances are it's going to negatively in, impact someone else. I want to share what, what is now a humorous story. Okay. It wasn't then. <laughs> when I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. I had uh, aunt and uncle, they had a little convenience store in the small town I lived in. Mm-hmm. And I worked for them part-time. I would do things around the store. Mm-hmm. One day, we're in his pickup truck. And uh, it was a uh, stick shift, okay. uh, manual yeah. transmission. In fact, I, I bet very few people have ever driven a manual <laughs> transmission today. Now, I can, and I'm quite the master well, at you it. You actually but... taught me how to <laughs> yeah. do it better early on in our marriage. But uh, it's, a, it's a manual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, transmission. And he says, Chris, uh, do you know how to drive a manual transmission? And you said? What do you guys think I said? <laughs> you said yeah. Yes, because I'm a 15-year-old boy, and I thought, that sounds like a sissy, we'd say, you know, or <laughs> a, not, sissy. a sissy. That's what a, does that mean? <laughs> that's a term from my childhood. Yeah. If you did something like a girl. Yeah. So don't be offended, ladies. Yeah. That was just our terminology back then. Right. But you, did, would not be, you didn't want to be called a sissy as yeah. a boy. Well, my uncle was kind of a macho type guy. Okay. Pretty gruff. There were no warm fuzzies with Uncle Bill. <laughs> and so I said, yes. Mm-hmm. He said, what I want you to do then, this is part of my job, uh-huh. I want you, I'm going to go back to the store I want you to, to back it up mm-hmm. and load all the junk next to the store and take it to the dump. Yeah. The dump would be like what today? The uh, the dump. Is this called the dump? I okay. guess. What I a word. <laughs> but anyway. Um, on so the you way, had a problem. Your problem, problem was you were I was, being asked I was a to big do liar. something. That, <laughs> that was a problem. Yeah. Oh, my, my problem forced me, not forced me. <laughs> to lie. To lie. That's a whole other podcast. Okay. But I'm watching his feet. Yeah. And then he would shift this thing called a gear shift yep. in the floor. And I thought, oh, I got, I got this figured out. Mm-hmm. But there were like three pedals. Yeah. And he would push this one when he did that. I thought, I can do that. Yeah. So he goes into the store. He had backed it up in there. And my job was to load up the junk, start it, take it to the dump. Yeah. Loaded all the junk. I started it up. No one told me because they, he assumed I knew. Yeah. Because you, you said you did. I did. <laughs> Again, I lied. So I started the truck. And you're supposed to have your foot on the clutch. Right. Otherwise, yeah. the truck will move, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It started backing up. And yeah. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it backs up and crunches the side of the, the metal building, the store. Now you got two problems. <laughs> oh, I had more than that in my head. And I was about to lose it. Oh, gosh. Again, Uncle Bill had no warm fuzzies to give you. Right. So I turned the pickup off. And I first thought, well, I will figure out how to pull it up. And maybe the weeds on the side will cover up the damage. Okay, I was. You were ignoring your problem. You talk about you ignore problems, and more problems yeah, come about, guys. Uh-huh. Anyway, I go in. I have to go into the store and said, Uncle Bill, I did not tell you the truth. I don't yeah. know how to drive a, a manual uh, shift. He goes, Okay, well, but the truck crunched the side of the building. Yeah. He did offer me grace. Okay. So I tell you that silly story. Yeah. I ignored. Yeah. My problem that I didn't know how to drive a six shift. Right. It caused. I impacted him. Sure. I cost him money. You impacted his truck. I impacted his truck. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so that's such a good thing that stress always comes into place when we have a problem. So as we were preparing for this podcast, we asked each other, hey, <laughs> do problems always have to bring stress? And w- then where does that stress take us? So I believe... <laughs> That with problems, there is a certain level of stress. It's then what you let the stress do, right? And where that stress takes you. So we've got some really sad examples of where um, 
the stress can make you just paralyzed. Ah, I'm so stressed by this problem. I have absolutely no idea what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Or I tend to be this way. I am so stressed about this problem that the stress forces me to be hypervigilant. Like, ah, I'm going to call every auto repair place if, if I were in your shoes, you know, as a 15-year-old. Or I'm going to whatever, whatever. I'm like hyper vigilant, trying to solve the problem on my own. And it just makes it worse. It just makes it worse. What's your thought on stress in the problem? I don't like it. <laughs> You're right. And therefore, uh, but I would either, as I said earlier, push it away, ignore it. Uh-huh. But guys, it just gets worse. Right. One of the things we talked about early on in our marriage when there was a problem and uh, finances early on. We were both working. We didn't manage our finances very well. And we didn't make a lot of money, but we just didn't handle it very well. So when a problem would come our way, it wasn't like we set a goal of, hey, when problems come our way, this is going to how we this is how we're going to handle it. It's just how we did because okay. of how we were both raised. Back up. That's yeah. a really important uh, statement you made. Uh-huh. We did not have a plan no. on how to address and deal with problems right. before they came. Right. Guys, that's a, like a... That's a big takeaway. Have a plan. A, I mean, <laughs> we don't have that on our information today in front of us, but <laughs> right. that's really good, Christina. Yeah. Having a plan. So when you do have a problem, because guess what? We're going to have problems. Problems, it's going to happen. So what if we have What's a bit plan? of a plan and how to address them? Right. So just, you know, when we were early married, a problem would come up. A bill was due that we didn't have the money for. Everything stopped. We were like, okay, no more fun. We're not going to go out to eat. We're only going to buy ramen noodle. <laughs> we clamp down on the budget. And then we would kind of let that problem be dominant in our household. Like, oh, well, we can't be joyful. We can't be, this problem is here. and We, we must be punished. Yeah. And it, it just negatively affect everything about us, which I look back now, it sounds ridiculous. But it was a very real reaction to how we knew, the best we knew, how to handle our problems. So you said reaction. Yeah. We reacted to problems. Yeah. We didn't respond. Right. Da, 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 da. da, da Therein da, da, da. is a really good when. So here's number two. Have a plan for your problems, number one. Number two, then learn how to respond, not to react. Unpack that. What does reacting to a problem look like? And what does responding to a problem look like? Now you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. What does it look like when you react to a problem? Yeah. Uh, stress is there anyway with a problem. Sure. But the stress, I think it, for me, it grows quickly. Yeah. I lose focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't pass out, <laughs> but I lose focus. Uh, the stress increases. I get irritable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not so pretty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I, I'm a very uh, expressive person. I mean, I've talked. All the time, as you know. Yee, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's just part of my personality. But when I'm dealing with a problem and it's it's taking control of me, mm-hmm. I may get pretty quiet. Yeah. And you notice that. Our girls notice that. Close friends will notice that. Like, Chris, what's going on? Right. Oh, I'm, I'm good. If I'm really quiet, you know, it's a problem that I've probably not handled well or I've ignored it. So reactions to... Um... They may be unintentional on our part, but it's like a knee-jerk reaction. This happens, so therefore I go into this mode. As opposed to responding to something, it's more deliberate. You're making choices about how to... This is a great example. So today, um, I'm working. I'm, I'm dealing with a difficult situation. It is also 
our youngest daughter's senior year. In in mere days, <laughs> she is going to be a, a high school graduate. And so I'm wrapped up in the issue that I'm dealing with, trying to make hard decisions, and the doorbell rings and her cap and gown are delivered to the house. So in the past, I would have react. you know, she's like, Mom, ah, I got something. And then she's making it a big deal. Well, she's a third child, and it is a big deal, but not like the first one, you know, like, ah. and then the second. I hope our daughter doesn't hear this. <laughs> and then the second one, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And now third time around. So in my mind, um, she's so excited about something. To me, at first, if I let the knee-jerk reaction to react would be like, hey, I am busy. I Get out of my face. That's bothering me. Wow. Thank get the out Lord. of my face. That's bothering me. Well, <laughs> Thank, no, that's a knee-jerk reaction. Right. That's what stress does. Right. Left to your unto own daughter, my, get out of my I face. Know, I know. And I'm a good mom. Can you I are. just say I'm a you good mom? You are a good mom. But left to myself, I'm in my stress mode. I'm dealing with a problem. She has this woo moment, and I could care less at the moment if I react, left to my own devices. So I'm glad to say that I responded by going, I took a half a second to get in my right mind and allow the Holy Spirit to go, girl, this is a big deal. I left my work and I said, Libby, what happened? And we got to experience the moment. We took pictures, we giggled, we oohed and awed. We hugged. We hugged. I cried. Okay, I'm probably gonna cry now if I keep talking about it, but that's the difference between a reaction in response. On the way here, I just now thought about this to the, the studio to record this. We talked about if we're not careful, if we're not deliberate, if we don't have a plan when yeah. problems arise, mm-hmm. they will rob us right. of some really important moments in life. Exactly. It, it's, it's, and I've allowed this too many times in my life. Uh, you're going along in life, a problem hits you, boom. Okay, the day is ruined or now things need to change. And something like our daughter. We could have missed a really sweet moment. You could have missed it, and I I, and I had before. Yeah. This has also happened for me when I've either ignored the problem, or um, tried to fix it myself, and Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. I get caught up in my head. Yeah. And you have said this to me before. Our daughters, even when they were very young, they know when we're present Mm -hmm. emotionally and mentally, we're not. Yeah. Our girls would say, "Dad, are you with us?" And I'm, but I'm sitting right there in the living room with them. Right. They knew what they were talking about, and I did too. It's the problem in my head that was had stressed me out mm-hmm. and actually robbed me of that time with my family. Okay, I'm going to put a pin in this discussion so I don't want you all to get lost because I may be getting lost if I... But what do you do with a problem? First of all, everybody has problems. So how do you plan for the problem. You can't ignore it. We talked about that. You can try to fix it and solve it yourself. Um, Realize that stress is going to affect how you deal with that problem. You're going to either react or you can respond. Um, We gave you a story about, you know, our, our early marriage and just some examples of how to react and to respond. Now, the next part, we want to give you some good news. What does the Bible say about problems? I love how the Bible puts things into perspective. And we're going to read Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Okay, what does slavery have to do with problems? 
left to my own devices. When problems come my way, if I've not planned ahead, if not if I've not made a conscious effort to not react but to respond, problems put me in a position of slavery. Like I am bound that problem is in the driver's seat and I am just a slave to wherever it wanna takes it wants to take me. Two things. I don't know if you have a relationship with God, but if you do, and if you don't, seek God out. He loves you. He does love you, <laughs> and he wants to help you with your problems. He yeah. knows about them. Mm-hmm. I ask God for direction, Christina, every day in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It may be for big things, small things. I ask God for help. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes I need a tangible person in front of me right. to help me. Yeah. And again, I need to get my pride out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fear of what people may think. And there's been, you talk about freedom in that verse in Galatians. Mm -hmm. I've experienced such freedom to be able to say, this is my problem, or I have a problem. Could you help me with that? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I've made assumptions in the the past, especially Mm -hmm. with men. Mm -hmm. If I tell them that, they're going to pull away and think of me differently. But most of the time, men are so ready and open and willing. I'll help you with that. Yeah, yeah. And that, it relieves so much stress. And actually, it connects me with that person. Right. And I found as well, when I can help someone else with their problem, you know what it does? Yeah. I'm more drawn to them. They've been humble, and we connect through the working through the problem. And a relationship can be developed that way through problems. You know, you, you've heard our intro where, where we talk about we want to explore real-life issues, to have deliberate conversations, to make an authentic difference in the world. This is where this piece really comes in. When I reach out and express to someone else, I have this problem, that I'm giving somebody else the opportunity to walk with me. And they they can make and will make. And I've been the recipient of someone else speaking to my problem, walking with me through that problem to really make a difference in my life. Um, you know, in this season of my life, I can give young mamas sweet advice. And that's what I'm about. You know, um, I've got some young mamas in my life. And as they're um, dealing with three-year-olds and runny noses and trips to preschool and all of that, I've got some distance from that that I can I can just empathize and I can give them some pointers and that's a really great connection. But I also need to ask, there's some women in my life who they are now empty nesters. They've sent all their kids, um, you know, on the stage to get their cap and gown and they are pouring into me because I'm confessing, I've got a problem. I need some help. So with our podcast over the upcoming episodes, We'll hopefully be able to help you with some of your problems by giving addressing problems and giving you some insight. But this is where we challenge you as well. Don't do this alone. Yeah. Don't just say, well, the podcast gave me some insight. I'm good to go. Yeah. Seek out some other people yeah. to, to help you, to walk with you. Uh, if you need a mentor, seek out a mentor. Yeah. We're not going to solve your problems, but hopefully we'll give you some tools. Did I say solve? No. Okay, but I'm good. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying, we're not solving your problems. No, we, we can't solve your problems. Right. But we but can just give you some tools. Some tools and some direction to, yeah. to get started on. Yeah. So what do you do with problems? We hope that you have gained some insightful tools, that you can make some decisions to respond, not to react. You can involve somebody else in the process of sharing your problems. 
So thank you for tuning in today as we talked about what do you do with problems. Thank you for tuning in to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 